Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing, share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, ahlan wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host Kareem Hamid every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Thank you all for joining us. 
And let us bring in our co-host and our American Muslim 360 family as we explore part four of Cooperative Housing Agreement. Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and I believe we are joined with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we certainly invite you all to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to speak. And we'll be right back with part 4 of our series on cooperative housing agreements. Today, we're going to ask the question, are you willing to commit to sharing food and clothing with the unhoused? This is the Thanksgiving season, and everybody's giving generously, and that's wonderful. But what happens afterwards? We're looking at a year's commitment for those who have been chronically unhoused. Not just the migrants who came from another country, but those who have been here. Well, instead of us getting angry at the government and threatening our politicians and marching and protesting, why don't we take personal responsibility? Love thy neighbor as thyself. We'll talk more about that as we come right back after this quick break, so stay with us. And we're back. And let's see, are we connected to our co-host? Make sure that we are able to hear. 
And as always, we appreciate you for being with us on this Wednesday morning. This is always a challenge as we look at the conditions that are plaguing our society. And we always want to make sure that we are doing what we can to solve the problem. It's it's really easy to be angry and upset and to complain. But what happens when someone asks you to do your share, to step in and make a difference? And my co-host, looks like we're connected, but I'm not hearing your voice yet. So we're looking to make sure that we are connected with our co-host and our American Muslim 360 family on their switchboard. So one of the things that we want to address today is the fact that many of us have an overabundance of food that we throw out and clothing that we don't wear. Unmuted. And we really could let it go. And I believe our co-host has joined us now. And yes, I'm, I'm, ah, I'm wonderful. present. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're excited because we really want to help people feel empowered as they look at the crisis we're facing with our unhoused, because we really do have the power in our hands to solve this crisis. It just is a matter of a change of heart, a willingness to take responsibility and stop blaming people for their condition. So this is part four in that series on helping the unhoused with cooperative housing agreements. We're in the process of identifying those property owners with vacant buildings. And we're also identifying those who are willing to finance, even contribute a portion of their income towards someone else's rent. Enough to make a difference. And collectively, we can get families off of the street. We can get single people off the street. We can get help. And also what's needed are some professional services. And we're identifying those who are willing to provide the kind of counseling, the kind of job preparation, uh, even the kind of health screening that would really be helpful. So those who are contributing the money part, that's important. And we're setting up our website to be able to give you access to that cooperative housing agreement that would make you a part of this program that we have entitled Privately Economically Assisted Cooperative Establishment. Acronym, of course, spelled out PEAC. 
because we believe we'll have peace once we get people off the street who are desperate and hungry and cold and wet in this weather. And we need to have a more collective attitude toward solving problems. The people who keep saying, well, the, the, the government ought to do that. Well, we are the government. We give tax dollars. Yes, we do. And those tax dollars pay the salaries of people. And they pay for services that we receive. But for whatever reason, elected officials have not been able to organize themselves to help people who need help. That's a state of the heart. Those who are not in a public office have just as much power to help. And so we are empowering ourselves to do that. So we're setting this link up on our website so that you can participate. But first we want to get those who will make the commitment and and discover what the mindset is. Most of us have closets full of junk that we don't use that would be of life-saving help to someone who has nothing. Are we willing to contribute? On a regular basis. We know that, you know, sometimes organizations like the Salvation Army and Goodwill and others, they come by and collect things. And they have stores where they sell those things, and that's fine. I think they even used to have people who would repair clothing. I don't think they do that as much now. It's like you have to give things that are already in good condition because they don't have the staff that used to wash up things and repair torn clothing. They don't want you to give torn up things because they're not going to repair them anymore. They don't want you to give torn up furniture. They don't have the, the staff to do that kind of work anymore. So we don't want you to give raggedy things that you can't use, but things that are unused, are you willing to contribute? Maybe that piece of furniture that you don't even have space for, but it's a good piece of furniture that you don't even like anymore, so you don't wear it. It's just sitting in your closet. Maybe those shoes that, you know, you feel like are out of style, but they're still wearable. They're still good. Maybe you've got cans and cans of food in your cupboards, and you probably never eat it because you eat out all the time. So you have food, but you just let it sit there. And someone could be eating that food. So we want you to think about committing to giving something every month to a family that perhaps you are helping to sponsor, private, economically assisted, cooperative establishment agreement. Are you willing to make a commitment? We're developing the form where you can sign. And next month we're launching this program. And for those who are ready to actually make that commitment, we're moving ahead. And for those who are still making excuses, well, just watch us. See what it looks like to put in motion that real commitment to one's neighbor. Love thy neighbor as thyself. We're going to show you what that looks like on the female solution. Our Monday morning mindfulness host, Zelda Speaks. 
has for the last several years been working consistently with the Homeless Project, giving heaters to people who are out in the cold in the winter and just living in tents. And, of course, with your donations, we've been able to help people survive in the winter who are living outdoors. And there are those who have given money among us on the Female Solution and others who have given money, given food. Some of our loyal listeners have have donated food on a regular basis. Well, we want to expand that because more people can help. We want to hear from you. Give us a call, 515-605-9891 or 515-605-9325, and press 1 so that we can get your comments. The basic form that we've created is that you make a commitment to contribute monthly. Last month we talked about those who give money because the money will pay for all the other services for the rent as well as professional service and, and health care services that are needed. So the financial commitment is important, but the things you give could also be of great help because that's less that has to be bought, and there are more things that could be shared. So are you willing to share? We want to talk about that and talk about some of your concerns. One of the biggest concerns is how do you deal with people that are emotionally unstable? There are a lot of them, and that's, a lot of the reasons why people lose their housing is because they're emotionally unstable. Some people don't have job skills. How do you help them? So let's first talk about the emotionally unstable because that's one of the biggest concerns. And we want you to call in and give us your thoughts on that. We know that people need to go through a screening process. And we're talking about people who probably would not pass any of the requirements that existing programs have, such as, you know, good credit, (laughs) um, no prison record. We know that the people who are unhoused probably don't have a lot of those things that would get them into housing, don't have a job. So when you have nothing, and so therefore people give you nothing, then how do you end the cycle of homelessness? Well, what about if you're emotionally unstable? So. Brother Kareem, what are your thoughts on those who are emotionally unstable but still needing help, deserving to have a roof over their head? How do we go about helping them? Should there be mental health providers who are willing to provide regular services if assist if if the financiers of this project are willing to assist in providing financing for that? Uh, You know, concerning mental health, 
um, you know, not too many of us are truly qualified. I'm not qualified in uh, in addressing mental illness. Um, you know, it truly requires someone that is educated and trained in that field. We don't want to do more harm that has already took place. So there are some of us that can address mental health uh, at a limited level, but to truly be qualified, truly address the underlying, praise you to Allah, the underlying uh, problem of mental health, I do, I strongly suggest it requires someone that is a professional in that field and willing to dedicate themselves to addressing the underlying, the underlying trauma that may have caused the mental health. I, uh, we have seen uh, uh, circumstances and situations where a family member may have a mental health problem that leads them to act uh, uncivil. And in a lot of cases, citizens, all they know is to, um, to uh, dial 911 and then yeah. a law enforcement officer show up. And they are ill-equipped. They, they, they aren't trained in treating mental malfunction. They aren't. They are, are, are trained to, uh, to address crime, to address criminal behavior. Uh, that really puts them in a, in, in a very uh, dangerous position, an you know, untenable position. Uh, we are called law enforcement, and he's not trained in mental health. So they're... Uh, I have heard this expressed before on this program and others. Uh, there needs to be some institution or some some uh, some area or that uh, when you when you have someone that has a mental health problem and they have have gone beyond beyond your control, uh, there truly needs to be. A, a, a call number or someone that is familiar with that person's mental problem because a lot of times it leads to law enforcement uh, assaulting or in some cases even shooting someone that is going through mental trauma. Uh, so th- that aspect of it is very important someone that, that is trained in that field. We don't want to create a, a greater problem, you know. So I think I, uh, we have placed our answer. We, we, we only call that which we are accustomed to calling, 911. Yes, my a brother, he's acting out. He threatened our lives. And uh, the police officer comes, and he's he addressing uh, what what you just said to him that right. he, he's a threat you know right. uh, he's not 
personally trained. He's not trained to do that. And uh, as far as personal responsibility, we uh, the future is going to require of us more personal responsibility in the social areas that we are addressing, housing, food, clothing, all of those things. Uh, There's nothing wrong with addressing government, but that still does not release us or or myself from my personal responsibility. Uh, I'll, I'll share with you with, with those of us on this line, and I'm quite sure they have heard this before, um, our beloved prophet Jesus, may the peace and blessings be upon him. He related a story to his followers, his di- disciples, of uh, a man that was on the side of the road, and he was suffering. He was in bad shape. And people walk past him. Mm-hmm. People walk past him or either look the other way and kept on on their way. He mentioned one that was from an area called Samar. And he is labeled as the Good Samaritan. He stopped to help this man. Now, the Good Samaritan was on his way to I think it takes care of his personal business, I believe. <laughs> yeah. He was going to, to uh, uh, I think, Jericho. And he said, come, come, I will take you to someone that will help you. And he took that person to someone and expressed to them, can you assist him? On my return, I will pay you. I will pay you on my return. Now, he took the person to someone that could answer the need of that man that was on the side of the road. He took personal responsibility. So, this, uh, you know, this, our social problem. We the people, praise be to Allah, we the people, we the people, uh, we, yes, we fund government agencies and then all of that with our tax dollars. But that, that still does not, re- not release me from the responsibility as a human being to answer the need of one that, that is suffering. You know, there are a lot of intersections here in St. Louis, traffic intersections. There are people that have set up a spot off the off-ramp of expressways or they'll stand on a certain corner and they'll hold a sign up, need yes. food, you know. Yeah, there's a lot like of that now, yes. Right, and and sometimes we think, oh, all he want to do is just get a drink. Oh, just keep on going. No, we we shouldn't do that. We can't look into that person's heart. Uh, uh, if you have something to give, give anyway. But don't just give and pull off. 
give and lead and speak some words of encouragement that some words of enlist that that will hopefully lift that person up. You know, uh, now take this and don't abuse yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that that uh, I hope that this helps you in the problems that you're faced with. So that, that, that idea of my a daughter and I and all, you know, most people, we're, they'll stop and they'll give. But we do have a personal responsibility to each other, to each other. But we cannot neglect the proper facilities to address the ills that we see in this society. Absolutely. You know, as far as homelessness, there's nothing wrong with adopting a family. That's on the side of adopting a family. For sometimes it, it, it's a woman and her children, or a man and woman and their children. Yeah. If we have the wherewithal and the uh, facilities to help them, there's nothing wrong with uh, if you can afford it, adopt a family. I believe God will bless us for that effort. So we cannot negate our personal responsibility to each other as human beings. So uh, uh, I'll, I'll stop right there and I look forward to hearing from others that may give some suggestions and encouragement for addressing this national crisis of homelessness. Of homelessness. Absolutely. We're going to take a break and come back. We've got three callers on our line, and let us know if you've got callers on your line. Now we've got three callers that want to speak on the female solution, and we're going to come back and yes, take your call. Uh, so well, I have take one here. All right. We'll certainly go to our phone lines right after this break. And if you're listening online and want to join the conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891 for the AM360 line, and press 1 so that we, the host, know that you have something to say. We'll open your mic and get your thoughts as we discuss how you can help alleviate the chronic crisis of homelessness. It's all a matter of a change of heart. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in just one moment. So. Stay with us. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on Higher Learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening.
I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and you, our loyal listening and viewing audience. And we are selectively solving a problem. We're looking forward to your participation as we launch this next month, December. (laughs) And we're hoping that the holiday season will touch people's hearts. This is part four of our cooperative housing agreement discussion, and today we're talking about sharing food and clothing with the unhoused. Have you ever heard the phrase, don't drink and drive? Just imagine the health care costs and the lives of the families and marriages and careers that maybe, just maybe could have been saved. If we just change the sentence to two words instead of four, don't drink. A public service message from American Muslim 360 and CWSC. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was a good reminder coming up on this holiday yeah. season where people are gathering together and <gasps> drinking. <laughs> Make sure that you are sober when you get behind the wheel because not just your life, other lives are in your hands. Good reminder. <laughs> So we're back taking a look at being that good neighbor that's willing to help. And we want to go to our phone lines. We're going to take you all in this 
order and anyone else who's on the switchboard that wants to speak, press one so we can add you. First, let me go to 314-677 and 312-632. And again, uh, press one if you have a comment. Area code 314-677. Your mic is open. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment. First, Pianchi calling from the Midwest. How you doing, Naima? I'm wonderful. Thank you for calling, Pianchi. We always enjoy hearing your voice. And your co-host. Ask one of those, Pianchi. That's great. Yes. Yes, sir. You sound very refreshed and energetic. But not even. <laughs> I haven't about heard it. from you in a while. Oh, I've been around. Huh? But you know, you know, I always come up with some critical opinions. And that's fine. And In these cases, where's the family? The family is supposed to be the first brother's keeper of a family member that has fell on hard times, difficult times. And then you have your churches that are created. And one reason why they have the status, tax exempt status, because they're supposed to provide a service that the public would otherwise look for the government to do. And then when we mentioned government, where is our taxes going? Our taxes is going out of the country into other countries, foreign aid into other countries to alleviate similar problems. And people where this foreign aid is going, their population is fleeing to come here well, we're already suffering from a problem that they supposedly are fleeing from. And finally, you got your politicians. Then when they're elected, they vote to increase the taxes of those who are looked to to provide charity to address this problem, which should have been addressed by three different of four levels before you get to them. That's why the problem continues to exist. Where it should have been taken care of or should be being taken care of, it's not. Therefore, it still continues. That makes sense. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought those things up because those are the common observations. And so, well, if I may, I'd like to address each of those points. You know, when you have family members that are fairly stable, you know, they they have a place to stay, you know, they're they're taking care of their monthly obligations and so forth, it's difficult to comprehend the idea that some people may not have family. And that happens when you have adults who have various, emotional problems, whether it's a a drinking problem or a drug problem. And what happens if you have parents who are not responsible adults? Maybe they're incarcerated. These people who go to jail, 
and have children. What do you think happens to their children? These people who are chronic alcoholics and can't get themselves together and they have children, what do you think happens to their children? There are a lot of homeless teenagers that pretty much had to raise themselves because their parents were dysfunctional. They did not have the support of the community. They did not have other relatives that stepped in. You have some people who maybe they don't even, maybe their parents who had no siblings, they have a problem, they went to jail, they are on drugs, whatever their case is, and they don't have family that they're connected to that could have stepped in and helped their child. So that child grew up basically in a home that wasn't a home, and they had to fend for themselves. And even if they were in foster care, where you age out of foster care, there are a lot of people who grew up in foster care. You know, you're 18. Well, you're on your own. Who's supposed to help you if you don't have family who will help you? Instead of everybody saying, yeah, you know, Larry sure was a drunkard. Look, look at his daughter out there in the street selling her body. Well, she's 16, and, you know, the mother's dead. The father's drunken and, and not helping, and she can't. She doesn't know how to pay rent, so what is she doing? And then people talk about you, and they see you struggling, they, and they see you making bad choices. Oh, look at little Peter. He's out there robbing stores at 16. Well, you know, parents are where? Dead, gone. So he goes to, to uh, foster care, but 18, hey, get out. You're an adult now. He still can't function, so he's homeless. And there's no family to help because the family talked about his parents but didn't help. Or maybe there, no, maybe there are no siblings that exist. Maybe there's no aunt, uncle, anybody who will step in because they're, they're distant. And we all have people like that in our families. They don't, they, don't, they don't keep in contact with the family. So it's difficult to imagine someone having no family if you've always had family. But there are a whole lot of people who have no family and no support. second thing you mentioned was the churches. And we're going to be approaching the churches to see what part of this they are willing to contribute, because you're right. That's why they're set up. And we know that many of them, they collect sums of money every, every month, every, every week. They probably, probably the biggest cash flow in the community is the churches. But also, you know, they have a, they have a board that decides how they're going to finance the church's needs. They have the free will to help people or they can decide to build a bigger church or buy new pews or robes for the choir. I mean, that's that's their choice how they're going to spend their money. Yeah, they should be helping. But again, it's free will. They may choose to assist and they may give us the same excuse that everyone else is and that same reason that you said, which number three, our taxes. Well, the government. If I can stop you on the on the churches, if churches are not doing what they have an exemption for, then people, the public, should challenge their application to renew that exemption and have it taken away from. We don't live with in we don't live with ratchetness because that's what they're acting like using a modern term. They're dysfunctional. We don't live with dysfunction. You shouldn't live with dysfunction. And the other thing, when you're talking about parents, that's dysfunction. Maybe there should be a test before you people allow to have kids. Because <laughs> if you keep going to those who do the right thing, pretty soon they end up 
being in the predicament of those who's coming to him rather than going to the outlets that was designed for those circuit breakers. But go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. Well, you know, you've made some interesting points. You can look around the world at some of the communities that are very strict in keeping the sexes separated, uh, keeping men away from women, women away from men, very severe and punitive to anybody who is sexually involved and not a married couple. And you look at, at this the severity of those societies, that's an answer to what you just said. If people are not regulated, they believe, uh, strongly regulated even by the government, then they'll produce children that they're not prepared to take care of. So we'd rather restrict their involvement and punish them for even looking like they're approaching intimacy and they're not married because the consequences is if someone is impregnated and they're not prepared to be a family and be a responsible parent for that child, then the society bears the burden. So that's why you see many of these countries that are very, very, you might even say, repressive toward adults. You say, what about your freedom? Well, freedom means taking responsibility. You look at a society like America, yeah, we have all kinds of freedom, and we have people living in the streets. So who's going to take responsibility for those who have families or those who created children that they can't raise because they're emotionally unstable? So you mentioned the government. And we talk about our tax dollars, but the government is just like the churches. They choose where they're going to spend their money. And if you have people who decide that it's more important to spend for weaponry and defense because of fear of some foreign, uh, some other country's leader or whatever the case may be, and they choose to spend the majority of our money for that, that's the choice that the people that we have elected have made based on how they well, think. Let me let me let me jump in here on that. That gets back to the mm-hmm. dysfunctionality of the people. When you elect yes, somebody, you elect somebody for a purpose and you want to make sure that they do carry out that purpose. And if they don't, you get rid of them. So you got dysfunctionality in the family, you got dysfunctionality in the church. You got dysfunctionality in the people who's elected folks that want to raise taxes constantly, and those tax burdens fall on those who have done the right thing, those who have created a functionality, those who have went to school and got educated. You know, that's another thing. You should not be able to get a loan for an education that don't have no promise in the future and don't pay enough in in jobs to pay off the loan. And then, if you are dysfunctional and it has been proven, then maybe they need to use sterilization techniques in order to stop bringing in these burdens on society. Well, they are. They're just not telling you. There are many, many women who go into hospitals and give birth and end up getting either talked into a... a, uh, Basically, what ends up being sterilization, you know, having your tubes tied, 
either either it happens with or without their knowledge and consent. And so there is a lot of mass sterilization going on among women of low income because the thought is this is someone who doesn't deserve to have children. She is not responsible. So that is happening, and it's happening behind our backs, right in front of our face. And a lot of people are not speaking out about it because it's happening to those who don't have the financial resources to protest. I know many, many people who have been sterilized after giving birth because they have been on welfare, and there's no one to hear their voices, but it is happening. And it's a horrible thing to happen because we should not be deciding who deserves to have children. But people also should be responsible. How do you teach responsibility? And we've we've had that. We've had that, that show, you know. I think our first men discussion on here, Kareem, you talked about how how are men how are men socialized? You know, get as much sex as you can. No one thinks that this leads to the homeless problem when you get someone pregnant who you're not ready to be a father, they're not ready to be a mother, you can't function, they can't raise a child, the child can't become a responsible adult. There's a there's a chain reaction and it starts with the way we think. So that's what has to change. But, Bianca, you mentioned people who are not doing their jobs and they don't care and we put them in office. All of that is true. So do we stay stuck getting mad at the churches? Or do we get, do we get mad at people who have children they can't raise? Do we get mad at the churches who won't help? Do we get mad at the government who spend our money the way we want to spend it? Or do we take action and do the thing that should be done? So we're choosing option four. Do the thing that should be done. Because these other people, for whatever reason, they don't have the mindset, they don't have the heart to do it. So whoever will should do it. You in Chicago, the blacks, are up in arms because of illegals coming into their city. Am I right? That is what is one of the main issues in this crisis, yes. Okay, okay, okay. You know, one program you had, you had a person who was a long-term congressperson in the black district there in Chicago. Blacks vote for him like clockwork. You remember the day he was on and I asked the question to Mr. Davis? I said, what's mm-hmm. your opinion about people crossing the southern border? Do you remember his answer? His I answer think was, I remember Congressman Davis saying that people should be able to get asylum here. I think I remember something like that. You might remember he more said, details. He said there's room for everybody. Well, yeah, he Mr. Davis, there's room for everybody. Your constituency apparently do not. So what does that say about your opinion and your observation of the problem and your lack of taking responsibility in the job that you were dedicated to do according to what your constituency wants? Oh, no. If you do what you want to do, and the heck with everybody else, as long as you continue to get voted in. So now you're suffering. You're suffering from continuing to put them type of lackadaisical, irresponsible 
and dysfunctional people in the office. And then you want to go to others and get them to come out of their pocket, which is already heavily burdened by those same type of people that keep raising the taxes on them, and you want us to give. I say the heck with that. You created the problem, now you got to deal with it. Well, Pianchi, I thank you for voicing the sentiments of many people, which are the reason why we're in this mess. Everybody's saying somebody, what's that saying? There was a job to do, and anybody could have done it, and everybody thought somebody could have done it, but nobody did it. So the story about anybody, everybody, somebody, and nobody. And those four people, that's who we are. We keep being the nobody that's doing anything. And so as long as we stay stuck being nobody, we'll have this crisis. So somebody has got to be willing to be somebody. And that means taking responsibility for solving the problem. I understand what Congressman Davis was saying when he said there's room for everybody. And there really is if we work together. But as long as we're pointing fingers and refusing to share, then we're going to be stuck here. So we're talking about people who have food that they throw out and waste clothes that stay packed up in, in storage or in a closet that they don't wear. We're talking about people who have enough space to give. We're talking about people who own apartment buildings where the, 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 the whole building is vacant. We're talking about people who have what is needed but won't share it. And they say, well, you know, they need to be able to pay money. They don't have money. So can somebody who has extra money give? Oprah can't save everybody. Tyler Perry can't save everybody. McDonald's can't hire everybody. So can the regular average person contribute a share to solve the problem? Yes, you can. The question is, will you? Or will you make excuses and point fingers? That's the question. Well, we thank you, Pianca. we got to take some more callers. Uh, let's go to the AM360 phone line and take a caller on your line, and then we'll take a break and take some more of our callers. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Okay. Area code 706-289. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please. Assalamu alaikum. Brother Muhammad from the Ummah of Prophet Muhammad by the way of Columbus, Georgia. And, well, again, it's, it's, it's very clear. Everything that we're talking about comes from the mindset of the world before Al-Islam. We're trying to plan and solve problems of the world that we have asked Allah to free us from. And Allah has answered us by saying, come out and establish your own share of the dunya to be a model for everyone how to do everything exotica. Control your Muhammad, can you identify, oh, Muhammad, can you identify the Islamic terminology that you are, are uh, presenting? There are people on this line that's not familiar with that language, if you would, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Give me give you, give you another example. If we establish, and we're going to establish, it's going to be done, and we pray in our lifetime so we can see our children and the world be happy that the truth has finally come as it was prophesied by Prophet Esau. And that they have a choice in the following their creation 
that pleases their creator and this artificial reality that we are dealing with, the people will have the choice to either become a part and come back to their creative life or continue to suffer and be had to be uh, repurified using that terminology in what we call a state of hell now and later on. These politicians, all the language that we're using, if you sit back and listen to it or review it, we're talking like uh, people who have, uh, are responding from a black mind, I have an American mind, an American mind. We're not talking like Muslims. We're not using Quranic uh, 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 language and definitions to solve a problem. We keep on talking like we're still an African-American or a Negro. All, all the people who we turn to for help, I was just listening right to real good. We did not turn to any Muslim intelligence, any Muslim human uh, being for the, for the resolution to our problem. We went straight to the politicians. A world based upon Christian influence and the type of influence that is very pervasive because you go around and around chasing your tail to try to solve this vicious scenario that the human family is in here in America and on this earth because we have not established and took advantage of the resources that Allah gave us. Now, give you an example. Say uh, uh, if it happened or we started working on that type of progress. When we confront the Muslim world who has a very serious control of resources on this earth, able to go on their own to establish their worship, their life, of the Quran, and and had a door always open and protected for those who want to seek the refuge of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We don't want to do that. We don't believe that. If something is wrong in us, like Imam Muhammad used to say, and like Allah said, why do you cling so heavily to logic, rationale, intelligence that comes from another world, another mindset? That is perverted. There's no true solution to the problem that you are uh, bringing each and every one of yourself to and your family through. And we are attracted to it. 1.9 billion people, if they turn around and be Muslim, are invited with the opportunity or let faith enter their heart and realize that their job is first to save their own soul first with the Quran with the life of example of Prophet Muhammad, and then the Christian world, the Buddhist world, the Japanese world, the drug world, the fornicated world, will start, inshallah, change itself and, and seek the peace. All these people dying from wars and all these different other stuff, they die because we still want to try to approach things in the American way, the Caucasian way, the black way, I don't think we really understand how much we are in this quagmire and disbelief that all the help comes from Allah and Allah alone. All that we see and don't see is from Allah. So why are we continue trying to use man-made, artificial solutions to a problem that is artificial in itself? 1.9 billion people with almost all of the main resources on earth, and we cannot separate ourselves from all this confusion and establish a clear foundational life here on earth and right here in America. 
All we had to do is turn back around to the Kiva, because we definitely had turned turn our back on the Kibla that Allah gave Prophet Muhammad Islam. We're going backwards. That's why we're always talking about folks sitting back. We're not talking about nothing about it. Very, very and 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 not 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 geared that gear that gear that to you, but to give you an example. Every time anybody, not just me, we start talking about how to establish the future responsibility that we have as Muslims or people who have submitted their or striving to submit their will to do the will of the Creator, the One Creator, and have the type of mercy and tolerance, patience, and everything like that to build this society without the help of the enemy of the human being. There's no one's not going to help us get destroyed fornication and adultery and everything. This is a foundation this country is built upon. Nobody's not going to help those who are, are confused about their creative nature. They want to think they're homosexual. Murder and all like that is going to continue to grow until we get out of it and then establish our share of the doing right here in the United States of America by pooling our resources in a legal, realistic way and be mindful that no one's going to like it and we have the right to support anybody who's going to give us our freedom like they want theirs don't 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 get mad at us because our freedom is to please god eat good food stay in voodoo uh be satisfied with 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 with, 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 with what allah has prescribed for us that's what the problem is we, we keep turning backwards so I just want to say that it's very important that we really listen to each other, accept that we don't need anybody except the guidance of Allah and his message until we see uh, um, uh, 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 and receive the permission from Allah to expand the refuge that we're supposed to be building. It ain't hard. It's very easy. There's so much, so much of everything we need right here in America. Most of all, the freedom. We have a constitution that 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 will uh, is in our favor to be free. We don't even want freedom. We keep hanging with the with the things of the constitution of the United States that uh, 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 continually continually uh, 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 feed racism. But you know, brother, you know, brother, we're we're gonna definitely address what you just said. We're gonna take a break right now. And come back and take some more calls. We want to address everything you said because you've made some points that need to be looked at. And we'll talk about that when we come back from this break. Thank you so much, Brother Muhammad. We always appreciate hearing from you. And we'll be right back. Praise God. (laughs) We'll be right back after this quick break. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. Coming back to area code 773-737 after the break and 312-632. Hold on. We're coming to you after that. So stay with us. We'll be right back after these brief messages. Tune in to Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. 
This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. Once again, addressing the crisis of the unhoused, the homeless crisis. And we have introduced a program to empower the average citizen to participate in a solution. So we're talking about it in order for us to get to the root cause of the problem and the root causes as to why we have been unable to create a solution. And it all is a matter of what's in our heart because there really is enough room on this earth for everybody. We say it all the time. All we have to do is share. So we're going to go back to our phone lines and, uh, and then we're going to address some of the things that our last caller, Brother Muhammad, talked about. Because every every spiritual community has been given a teaching that you're supposed to help those in need. Everyone has been given a 
command and it's advisement from the creator, all that is, to help one another. We've all been given that teaching, whatever your faith is. The question is, are you following it? Or are you making excuses, pointing fingers, and saying it's somebody else's responsibility? So we're going to approach every house of worship that we know has been given the guidelines to help them and see if they are willing to participate. And we're going to hear those who are really following their teachings or those who are not. Every act is an act of self-definition. How are you defining yourself? Are you defining yourself as one who truly does practice what you're preaching? Or are you not? Well, let's go to our phone line. And open the mic for 773-737. Grand Rising, introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your question or comment. Hello, greetings. Uh, this is Mama D from Chicago, Global. Hey. Uh, hello. Yes, hello, hey, Global Transformers. Yes, way o in your shalom, grand rising. Um, the nation that enslaved us is being judged, and it's time mm. for the spiritual secession. We've got to spiritually secede from the whole satanic system of subordination. It is written in that Black History Bible book whose hero is a woolly-haired man with bronze-colored feet to match his bronze-colored face. Love thy neighbor as thyself, not love thy neighbor instead of thyself. Especially um, uh, when it comes from a government that created this situation, this so-called crisis, and the, uh, and they are putting a guilt trip on the ones who have the least to solve that. Uh, when you did 160 million from the state of Illinois, 150 million from the city of Chicago, 90 million from the uh, Cook County Board. And this doesn't even come close to the millions that they've already spent. Now, we have homeless. Oh, well, let's change the the language unhoused, and then it becomes a different situation. We have homeless that we won't even sit next to on the buses that we ride on and the train, and many of these homeless people are veterans. We're not saying open up your house and let your relatives come in and save them from being evicted from the viaduct and evicted from the airport, but you can let the unhoused, because you changed the language, you can let them rush in. The, the Most of these homeless are veterans who fought for the for this country and, and, and for the yeah. freedom that, yeah. for us, us to have, but instead of that, uh, we are to talk about the unhoused. These, these, the government allows these people through these sanctuary uh, status to come into this country. They created this so-called crisis. And as I said, but they want to drop the guilt trip on the citizens to solve it. And all of a sudden, we're the bad guys. Well, 
as a crimes against humanity descender and Jim Crow genocide survivor with untreated heart, mind, and subjugated race, poverty damage, who have never been made whole with reparations, uh, this is not uh, our, our fight. As I said, charities begins at home. And we're not doing anything for the people at home. And, and, and as we count the thousands of, of, of Trojan horses, these uh, sanctuary uh, uh, settlers that come in from another country, we know absolutely nothing about them. But we're saying, open up your churches and open up your homes and let them come in. They haven't been checked for COVID. They haven't been uh, vetted for criminal background check. They haven't gone through anything. Their babies have not been vaccinated from babyhood on up. But we're just saying, let them all come in when there are millions of border breakers buying homes and and voting in the name of the sellers, stealing their identity. And we're saying, oh, well, uh, they're unhoused and we're being bad guys if we don't love these strangers instead of loving our own. Now, do that. Well, Mama D, I'm glad that you brought that perspective. Um, we're, we're considering, you know, we have a form that people who are going to commit to this program will sign, and it states, you know, what they are committing to it with its financial contribution, if so, how much, and or if they're committing a clothing contribution, uh, if they're committing a food contribution, if they're committing professional services, be it counseling, uh, therapy, whatever the case may be, and if they would, if they're willing to donate those services or they're requiring payment, they'll have the option. Now, we also are considering to put on the form an option as to where you want your money to go. Would you want it to go to uh, a veteran? Would you want your money to go to a, uh, a a woman with children? Would you want it to go to a single man? Uh, would you want it, your money to go to a migrant family? So we're thinking of giving people those options because, as you pointed out, some people feel like, why are we helping those who just got here from somewhere else and not helping our own who've been here suffering? So we're thinking of giving people the option to decide who they want to help with their money and also the option to say, it doesn't matter, I'm just going to give. So in, in this process, and we're also giving people an option to be able to meet the person that they're working with and make a decision, okay, I've, I've, I'm going to help this particular person, to remove the anonymity of it. You know exactly who you're helping. You know exactly, you know, what their circumstances are, and you're committed to a year of assisting in the way that you selected that you can assist so that they can get themselves together and become a functioning citizen. Now, that's what the form states that we're bringing to people who we're asking to assist and be that neighbor that helps the neighbor. But you, you, you pointed out how 
uh, and it actually, you know, some of the same things Tianchi said, you know, why, why are we being asked to help when our tax dollars pay for help, when these churches are supposed to help and all these things? Well, you know, the, the same things you said about people who were unsafe, you don't know their background. I recall a few years ago, I can't remember what it was, maybe somebody can tell me, in Texas, um, there was some kind of disaster. I can't remember if it was a hurricane or a flood or a fire. I can't remember what it was, but a lot of people lost their homes. I think it might have been flooding or something, but a lot of people were left homeless and stranded. And so the public was saying to uh, Joel Osteen, who is head of a mega church down in Texas, why don't you open up your facilities to house these people? And he did not. And people criticized him and said, well, what kind of pastor are you, are you preaching all of this prosperity and this and that? And then when people need your help, you won't open up your doors? And he voiced some of the same observations that you made. You don't know who these people are. There's no screening. He didn't have the means to, to secure their safety. And, you know, you don't know what, what kind of health conditions, mental and physical, they're in. And the liability for if somebody gets hurt, somebody gets assaulted, he wasn't prepared to take that on. And people were very angry at him because he said, no, I can't open my church to just everybody. We don't know who they are. So, Do you remember Katrina? Issue. Do you yes. remember Katrina? Yes. Do you? Yes. These Absolutely. were Americans. Yes. Who went to Washington begging on their account? Where where was the dollars? And these are other Americans with a disaster, not a man-made disaster, that you're busting these people over here. You're creating this disaster. But what happened in the Katrina? What was this wonderful plan that you just come up with? What was it when it was Katrina? It wasn't there. But this is a fad as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Americans like to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, the latest thing out is not homeless, but the unhoused. Well, let's, let's get part of this. This is a, a, a fad, and it, it, it's so, so sad when you consider 246 years of people not even being human beings taught to hate self. And nothing has been done to. So, yes, the judgment of America is on us. And let me talk about, in conclusion, the spiritual solution. We have uh, the South physically seceded from the United States of America to, to keep black bodies, black bodies in perpetual change. Well, now is the time for us to spiritually secede from this whole satanic system. We are on the wrong side of history. And and this and until we get on the right side, the violence of abortion, uh, all these abomination laws and spiritual crime bills, oh, we are all in, in for that. I, I'm sorry. The judgment is on America and bringing all of these, as I said before, Trojan houses into your home. Sit them next to your children. Well, do, do, do that. But remember this. There was a snake, and uh, 
I said, you know the story about the snake. He's all frozen up and cold, and and you looked at him and felt sorry for him and, and brought that snake in and, and warmed him up and everything, and then he bit you. And you know what he said? Yeah, you're all surprised. I helped you. He, you're all surprised. He said, you knew I was a snake when you took me in. <laughs> And that's where we are. What do you think? So, Mama D, I thank you so much for expressing those thoughts. We're going to take another call before we uh, go to break. Maybe a couple of calls you can get in. But I definitely appreciate you expressing that thought because it is shared by many, which is the reason why we're at this impasse. And, And you and Brother Muhammad. Express the same thought. Spiritually, we should step out of out of this society. Spiritually, we should succeed. Spiritually, we should walk away. Well, you know how you do that. You stop being the way this society is, selfish and mean and cruel and blaming people who have problems and refusing to help them and allowing them to suffer. If we want to walk away from a society that we say is ungodly, then that means we must choose to be godly, which means we must choose to show compassion as opposed to blame and condemnation. That means we must choose to share rather than being selfish and withholding what we have over an abundance of what we need and allowing people to suffer. We must choose to not judge and condemn, but choose to reach out in love and kindness and friendship and compassion. That's how we succeed spiritually. We stop being selfish and mean-spirited and judgmental and condemning and instead be the God spirit that we were created to be. And then we will manifest the heaven on earth. There is someone that has raised their hand on the AMC. 360 yes. board. So let, let's go back to the AM 360 line before we uh, take another call from the female solution line. So go right ahead, open their mic. Oh, no, they, they left the, uh, they lowered their hand, unfortunately. Okay, well, well, if they change your mind and decide to speak, we'll take it. Okay, go right Here's, ahead. Okay, Erica 727741. Want to night, Abdullah? Please state your lovely name and <laughs> Where you calling from? <laughs> I thank you, Kareem. Alhamdulillah. Uh, to everyone. Martha Nyla calling from, thank you. For, well, calling from Florida, the whole state of Florida. All right. And, and greetings of peace to everyone this morning, this lovely morning. Thank you, uh, Naima and, and, and Kareem and all our listeners. Uh, not to repeat what has been said, uh, my first inclination, my very first inclination being the way I was raised, and I, I only can come from that, that view, is, you know, help those in need. Help those in need, help those who ask. But now we're speaking on, I believe, a, a larger platform, larger um, process, I should say, whereby, you know, we're speaking of many, many persons at once is, is the way I'm getting everything. You know, when we speak about houseless or homeless or those who are facing challenges. And and then, but we always have, you know, in our home, if we think about our individual homes, we do these days, 
have locks on our doors. Uh, I remember growing up when we didn't have locks on our doors. We shut the door, though. We did have doors. We have walls and, and, and for privacy's sake. And there, there's a, there was an unspoken reason why we had doors and walls and, and, and yards and, and certain premises that we, some people, the overarching matter, it doesn't go unnoticed, is how do you protect uh, those immediate family members? And if the United States becomes the United, I mean, the immediate family members, then who constitutes the family members? And, and, and we could go on and on. But the first thing is to, uh, in, in the medical field, then I have to look at that. First thing, we have emergency situations. And the first thing is you're not asking about, you know, are you crazy or do you have a weapon? I mean, you ask, you check. Do you have a weapon? Do you, do you have, what is, we uh, stop the blood from, uh, what, what do you call it? When, when it, whatever, the immediate response is needed to a crisis. Everyone, you set up situations, you set those things up uh, if you don't have in place. So if a matter has a risk that has arisen, then as we're talking about it, then our, our uh, faith-based institutions, yes, I would say will be the first ones at the front line to begin to address uh, setting up situations whereby we can communicate with people, not in on a degrading manner because we see what the devilish mentality uh, gives us, and that is to uh, become selfish and, and look at self first and, and say, okay, uh, self-preservation, you're going to keep yourself alive perhaps, but you still reach out and help the others. So I'll stop it right there. Thank you so much. As-salamu alaykum. salam. Thank you so much, Sister Martha. We appreciate you so much. That was Martha Nyla Abdullah. And the point that she's made regarding help, the thing is, we're not asking one person to solve the whole problem. We're asking each person to contribute to the solution in the way they can. Every act is an act of self-definition. So for those who are choosing to help, they are defining themselves as the people who actually obey what we've been asked by our creator to do, and that is to help one another. We're either doing it or we're not doing it. We can make excuses as to why we're not doing it, but the bottom line is we're choosing not to do it. And if we chose to do it, we would see a change in the society that we created. No one made this mess but us, however it was made. And we have the power to clean it up. So there will be those who choose to help, and there will be those who may choose not to. And each person is defining who they are by how how they respond in this situation. And for those who are expressing fear, they'll get an opportunity to see what happens when others choose not to act in fear but to act in love. You know, and, and I'll take another call. I think we, oh, well, we got to take another break, and then we'll take another call. But, you know, real quick, a lot of people have mentioned the churches. We expect a lot from our, our houses of worship. We expect them to be marriage councils. We expect them to be sanctuaries for uh, the needy. We expect them to be charitable operations. And a lot of times they're not really equipped. You know, a, a pastor of a church, he he he, he gets a, 
a degree of divinity or whatever. It means he's memorized, you know, certain biblical verses and whatever. He might even get some teaching on how to how to operate a church as far as, you know, the business part of it, maybe. But that doesn't that doesn't say anything about his his skills and being able to reach out to someone who needs help on an emotional level. I don't think the training of any of our religious leaders prepares them people on that level. That's either something you have as a quality as a person or you don't. You can be a great preacher, but that doesn't mean you have a sympathetic heart or a charitable spirit or a desire to take all the money that you receive and put aside a portion of it for those who are in distress. That's a personal evolution of your own spirit, and not every spiritual leader has that. And so that means they're not going to create that in the institution that they're leading, whether it's a church, mosque, synagogue. It all comes down to who are you as a soul? Who are you? Are you loving, kind, generous, charitable? Are you or are you not? Every act is an act of self-definition. We got to take a break. We're going to come back, take some more calls. And we've got a couple of comments. Uh, let's see. We've got comments from our Friday host, Viata, says, Grand Rising. Churches have failed their community's needs on so many levels. Yes, they have. And our Monday morning mindfulness host uh, of the Higher Learning Network, Zelda says, Grand Rising, we can't depend on anyone but ourselves. The collective conscious community sees the need and responds. Thank you, community, for your contributions of being like-minded. Yeah. And Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, you know, keep looking at each other as the other. The yes. other. Yes. Uh, I shared... At the beginning of this broadcast, I shared what the prophet Jesus, praise be to Almighty God, upon him, what he shared with his followers. Uh, he shared with them the story of a stranger right. on the side of the road. Absolutely. Now, and, that, and is, that is Christian theology. So yeah. what, what I'm saying is, but uh, we cannot separate ourselves as people of faith, and we are human beings. Let me share a short verse with with you from the Quran, the thirty first chapter, and the twenty second verse. It says, "I seek refuge with God from the rejected enemy, with with the name of God, most merciful benefactor, most merciful redeemer. Now, listen to the broadness of what God is saying to humanity. Whoever submits his whole self to God and is a doer of good has grasped indeed the most trustworthy handhold. And with God rests the end and decision of all affairs. So it is God. The result is not ours. The result is God. But we cannot, we must submit ourselves to God and be a doer of good. Those that that have done that and are doing that, they have grasped 
indeed the most trustworthy handhold. And with God rests the end and decision of all affairs. So I, I just wanted to show that, that we don't separate ourselves uh, in this human family. Absolutely. We're not black, white, red, yellow, and all of, all of these colors and all of these uh, geographical locations and stuff, African, uh, Arab, uh, uh, Hawaii. No, we are humans. Absolutely. That is the one thing. identifier. And, and God says to us, go as in a race. Compete with each other toward all that is good. Mm-hmm. That's a message to all of us, not just the Muslim, not just the Christian, not just the Jew. This is the creator of all of us that is giving us advice and direction. The result of a thing is not up to us. I won't do it because such and such and such and such mighty and the result isn't up to us. I'll stop right there, my sister. Thank you. Well, I thank you so much, my brother. I certainly do. You know, when when Jesus, the one we know as Jesus, was asked the question, who is your neighbor? When, you know, of course, the command was love your neighbor as yourself. Well, and he was asked, well, who is your neighbor? And that's when he told that story about the Good Samaritan. And as you just pointed out, everybody's your neighbor. There is no other. We're one family. So that that was and, of course, that story has come down through time as one of the ones that we remember whenever someone does an act of kindness to someone that's not necessarily part of their group. We call yes. them a good Samaritan. This man, this man was not, he didn't live in the area right. that Jesus was living in. Right. He, 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 he was a, a follower of Jesus the Christ. May God grant him the highest station in the paradise. He was from another region, but he responded to the original nature that God placed within him. Absolutely. And he helped one that was in need of help. So let us not separate ourselves as human beings. Comes from the heart. There's only one there Absolutely. is only one faith that is belief in God and belief in the last day. That mm. identifies the one faith. Well, we shall see what people believe based on how they respond when asked to help. We're going to take one last break and we'll come back to take some more of your calls. Area code 872-200. Hold on. We're coming to you next and let me know if we've got anybody else on the AM360 line. And we will be right back after this quick break. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be right back after this brief message. So stay with us. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash The Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week 
hosts John Alexander and Naima Latif as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. In other cities, check your local cable listings. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products. And they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced. And we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. invite you call in 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891 and press one so we can open your mic yes we're so excited here at the female solution because of you and your involvement we're able to branch out and actually change lives this is the morning think tank and we think of solutions and we're putting them in motion and you're seeing the results so we're excited. Of course, our hosts are activists in the cause of changing lives, and our Monday morning mindfulness host, Zelda Speaks. She has been speaking to us about helping the unhoused, the homeless, those who are outdoors living in extreme weather conditions because they don't have a place to stay. And we're excited to be able to expand the Higher Learning Network's Homeless Project by actually putting people into safe, comfortable living spaces and providing some support for their needs as they rebuild their lives. We're being the good neighbors. We're choosing to do that. And we're developing the page on the website where you can get involved either with supplying finances or items that are needed. And we'll even give you an opportunity to select the kind of family that you'd like to help or if you just want to give anonymously. And you know what we want to do? Uh, I believe Brother Kareem mentioned that the, the, the verse about vie with one another in good works. Well, you know what? We want to, for those who want it known, we want to have a list of those religious communities, those spiritual organizations, those organizations, to list which ones are involved. 
And we're going to see who's really ready to put their money where their mouth is. Because I think it's important for us to challenge each other. If you, you, you're, you're quoting the, the scriptures and the words of God and all of that. Well, are you putting it in practice? So we want you to see who's really willing to back up what they say. No more excuses. Either we are our neighbor's keeper, our brother's keeper, or we're not. Each individual can make a decision. Every act Unmuted. is a self-definition. Who are you? We'll find out. Well, we're back with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we are going to take a call, area code 312. Now, let's see, who do we have next? We had, oh, oh yeah, we had 872 and then 312. We're coming to you next. 872-200, Brand Rising. Thank you for joining us. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment. Uh, good morning. This is uh, Kofi, Kofi James from Chicago right yes, now. Yes, sir. Uh, well, thank you for joining grand, us today. The grandson of uh, Bishop E.B. Stewart of California, which which where I'm from. He was uh, ah. the head of, over the Church of God in Christ. So I represent him. That's my creator. That's who made my father, who created me. Ah. I was born. I was born free as a child. And I said I would never, ever let anybody steal my peace. And I still have that same youthful peace right now in my life. When people came into this country in the 1600s, they saw a whole bunch of black royalty, kings and queens. We did the same thing that we're trying to do now, make them comfortable. And they, and they murdered us. They murdered us badly, took the land. And then start educating us said, oh, we brought y'all from another country. I don't believe in lies. I understand I, I can help people who are in need, but I'm, I'm trying to help my, young, my younger brothers. We're being wiped out from the Democratic Party who are trying to bring in millions of people, voters, so they, so they can vote on this next election. We see what's going on. It's right in front of our face. So, Kofi, let me ask you this. Now, I, so, I, Kofi, I don't mind if y'all trying to help people, but let's, I help my own. Go ahead. What's, what's the question? Okay, so so let me ask you this. Uh, when we present you with a document that states that you will help, will you then select a particular type of people? Like you might, we'll give you the option. If you say, I want to help veterans, I want to help uh, uh, women with children, I want to help uh single men who are, uh, you know, struggling with substance abuse. I want to help uh, people of a specific ethnic ethnicity. Why does, um, it gotta be, why does it gotta be single men with substance abuse? Why, why couldn't it be single men who just need help? You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's, you that's know, a good point. Uh, you know, the black, the black men right now, black men, we, we run, we run the world. Black so men. who would be we, your preference to who you, who, who you would help we, we on a regular basis? And we will continue running the world. And what I'm saying is I don't get involved with what people who are trying to 
uh, reclassify who I am, okay, who labeling me. Okay, so who would you okay. be willing to help with your whatever whatever contribution, whether it's, uh, you know, food, clothing, uh, money? Uh, if it ain't helping, you know. well, our problem is black folks, we spend 90% of our money with everybody else. If we flip that, we don't, we, we, we wouldn't need these, these situations. I have that problem. Okay. We're we spending all yeah, of our yeah, money yeah. with everyone else. Now I will I will answer that question is who do yeah, I, who, wait I, who, I, who, I wanna, who do I wanna help? I wanna help yeah. black men. I wanna help black okay. men. We because black okay. men are under black men are under attack. And we've been well, under attack. Well well Cookie, okay. I'm gonna take that as your commitment to helping black men and we will make that happen. And we thank and you I so much. I'm not falling. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not swiping out my race. I'm not falling for this invitation. You see, black women and black men who are uh, uh, merging and having babies, swiping their blackness off the planet. That's the whole key. That's what's going on right now. We're being swiped out. Our DNA is being swiped out of existence. Well, Kufi, I am gonna. I'm grateful that you are passionate about this. And I'm sure that we can turn that passion into a, a magnificent opportunity to help solve the problem by well, giving yeah, my, the my support only, to black men that they need. My only, my, my only resolution is for black folks to, to buy black, buy, start spending half of your money with your people. And that's what's going to turn things around. Until we do that, uh, until we do, until if that doesn't happen, we're gonna we're gonna be complaining twenty years from now about the same situation. Well, we definitely don't want to keep complaining about this same situation. We want to resolve it, and we thank you so very much for agreeing to be a part of the solution. We're gonna take one more caller uh, on this line. Let me know if you have a, a caller on your line. Area code. Three one two six three two. On the line here. Okay. Uh, do you want to take Minister Plump first, and then we'll and then we'll go back to our our phone line. Oh, okay, he's been holding on for quite a good while. Erico three one two eight eight two. Is this Minister Plump? Floyd Plump, Doctor Floyd Plump. We are in Yasalone, We don't die, we multiply. Black is beautiful with some black power. Our black excellence is always first, last, and foremost. God, you're by black, invest in black, love black, be black, and be yourself and accept your own forever and ever and ever. Yes, this is Brother Minister Plump from Chicago. I have a little slight cold, as you can hear, a little tension in my voice. But, however, every day is a miracle. And happy, as they say, Earth Day Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy holidays. Uh, Happy uh, Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, And we are here because it is our time now, and I am uh, elated that Brother Kufi, and I'm willing to be sure and get in touch with me, (laughs) Brother Kufi, Mm -hmm. 
you live living color, you know, and you are my brother, even though you're from a different mother. We are way on you That means we are one in God. And, and I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy, and I am wise. That we are yeah. doing what Mayor Washington said, we must plump the whole community. So we are plumping it up in peace, love, unity, marketing people. Thank so God Minister Plump. Yes, and ma'am. thank God for you, uh, Minister Plump. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Kofi, because you, you've been out here uh, motivating and, and promoting and all these things. Who would you like to help when it comes to uh, contributing to this process, whether it's food, clothing, uh, you know, toiletries, household supplies, or or a monthly contribution of finances. Do you have a particular preference of a group you'd like to help, or you'll just give and it doesn't matter? What are your thoughts on that? Well, thank you very much for asking. Yes, I would help the uh, the consciousness of. Uh, the mind that we keep, content of the character, as Dr. King used to say. And I would I would help to promote the culture-tainment, not just entertainment, but culture-tainment would lead all roads back to our music uh, uh, ways of life that kept us in a, a PMA way. A positive so, mental attitude, right? So, Minister Plump, so, so Minister Plump, you you've mentioned before that you have you know jobs and and you know opportunities for people. So, would you then be willing to offer those jobs to people who need a means of generating income? Uh, that would be one of your contributions, giving them those opportunities, whether it's you know selling your products or services or or getting involved in some of the other income-generating avenues yes. you have? Would you be willing to share that? Yes. You know, we must share uh, the opportunity, unlimited, unstoppable, and unknown as to promoting freedom, justice, equality, and economics with a music, culture, entertainment, a way of life that, uh, we can do uh, things through Christ who strengthens us in every So we're going to be calling on you, Minister it Plump. our time now. Yes. We're going to be calling on you to, to give those things. Well, yeah. well, we got one more caller well, we want to squeeze in before we you. go. But we're going to be calling on you because we, we need you. We need your participation in this with all of your uplifting, motivational uh, spirit and energy, and we're going to make sure that all that you offer is something that is beneficial to those who need that help up. They need some peace, love, and unity marketing people. So we're going to be calling on you to just do just that. So thank you so much. <laughs> we're going to take one more call thank you. Uh, before we go. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, 312-632, thank you for calling. Grand Rising, introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thoughts. Three one two six three two. your your mic is open. Check your mute on your phone. 
Yeah, I think they uh, may have stepped away from their phone. And uh, oh, wait a minute, these two. Oh, let me try this one. I want right. my president, Donald oh, J. Trump, to appoint me, Andrew C.M. Nelson Bay, U.S. Treasury Secretary, so I shall be positioned to secure gold bullion from the global debt facility via His Excellency Dr. Racy Dam, Controller, United Nations Office of International Treasury Control in Bangkok, Thailand. I'm a Baha'i and a Nitran Buddhist. I uh, am author of congressional legislation, which I call the National Reparations Proclamation, primarily for Asiatic Indigenous American descendants of chattel slavery and native genocide. I have a long-term plan and goals to resolve the homelessness crisis and then some in this country pursuant to point number four of what the Muslims want. And... Uh, I need to be interviewed by you, Naima, so that I can articulate point by point for the record thing that must needs be done to bring about the world order of Baha'u'llah, which is the title of the book that I hold in my official photograph, uh, captioned Andrew Nelson, America's Black Hitler. And when the person tells you who they are, you really should believe them. Thank well, you, you know, uh, uh, Brother Andrew, uh, you have been one of those who have actually stepped forward and put your money where your mouth is. You've been a regular contributor to the uh, Higher Learning Network Homeless Project with your contribution regularly of, of those delicious bean pies and other things. And, of course, uh, we appreciate all that you offer. And I'm sure that you have many ideas that could be helpful, especially because this problem has been analyzed by many leaders. And uh, you, you mentioned uh, some of the things that are contained in, in some of the Nation of Islam's writings. So we're told that we have to create a different system. And we thank you for participating in a very meaningful way and helping those in need. Now, one thing, and I, and I do thank you for calling also and being a loyal listener. Now, one thing, of course, uh, every every name has a vibration based on what you do and what you're known for. So whatever names you associate yourself with, you're taking on that vibration. So think about that. And think about what you have established as your vibration and what you have done, Andrew Nelson Bay. Right now, your vibration is one of a giving person who has been helpful, who has offered some intelligent suggestions, and who has been actively involved in the various movements happening across, not just in Chicago, but across the nation. So that's the vibration that you have right now. Now, any any other political leaders or past leaders that you associate yourself with will also affect your vibration. So think about who you want to be associated with as you continue to do your good work that you're doing. And we do thank you so much for what you've done and what you will continue to do, and we'll be reaching out to you 
to continue to be a contributor because we appreciate all that you do. Well, I know we're about to wind down. Uh, and I want so, Kareem, any last words? Uh, who who would you help? Would you would you want to just give indiscriminately, or do you have a specific group that you would help? And would you uh, encourage the various mosques to participate? What are your thoughts uh, on that? Is get ready to go. Let yes, now let let me say this. Uh, we represent the salvation for humankind. Mm. For, for the human being. That's who I would help. The human being. Mm, I like that. Well, let us all be the good Samaritans. Let us love our neighbor as ourselves. Let us choose to participate in a solution. It's all free will. And if we choose to help, we will see the problem disappear. If we choose to blame others or we choose to point fingers at others and make others responsible, we are choosing to do nothing, which is choosing to perpetuate the problem. And as our brother Malcolm said, either you're part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Choose to be part of the solution. I'm Naima Latif. I want to thank you all for watching and joining us today. Join us tomorrow. We'll have a special session. Uh, it is Thanksgiving, so we'll give you a chance to be thankful and begin that process of... We've come to the end of our show today. But you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujon, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, 
Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.